We are just figuring this out, guys. Start starting <laughs> fresh. I'm gonna I'm popping them off. All right, okay. we'll be up. Okay. So now, now neither one of us can hear. Yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna. <laughs> so we we went from having all these interviews set up today to we're now we're sharing a blue uh, Yeti microphone. It's romantic. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Dude, I'm embarrassed because we were supposed to come over, we're supposed to get some interviews done, and then all this it just fell apart. I don't think anything different of you though. I think you do. I think it's. I really don't. I think it's, all, it's all mental. We're gonna get there. I'm on a fast, and that's what it's part of. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Shut your mouth. All right. So this is this is Unbreakable Agent Podcast, new podcast for new agents. That's it. Just came up with that off the top of my head. New podcast for new agents. But then once it's a. Not a new podcast anymore. Or once it's, they're not new agents. Yeah. Then what do we do? Just don't listen. Oh, no. Don't just, just listen. The, listen. They're still unbreakable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. I haven't broken yet. <laughs> All right. So we, me and Noah are both new agents. I'm way newer than you are. You're How, how long have you been licensed and practicing? A year and 10 days. Nice. So awesome. Figured that out yesterday. That's awesome. I'm, I think I'm right at like five weeks. Hey, so I'm, I'm brand start, brand new. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, dude, you really do. Uh, so our we we met through uh, my dad, your dad, who is awesome. Um, yeah. uh, Jonathan Dupree. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's a coach, coach, trainer, author, course creator. Yeah. And how long's he how now. long's he been in uh, in the business? Oh man, probably. Probably somewhere around 15 years. He's going to come on the podcast. Yeah, he's going to be on today. But yeah. We, for, Sean for, messed it For up. unknown circumstances. We won't say uh, any names, but Sean. Yeah. yeah. Sean. This other guy, Sean, <laughs> really, really y'all missed it. Y'all don't know him yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's he'll new. He'll be on later. He's new. <laughs> but he's coming on, and, and he'll give us the full full uh, throwdown. But we met because of him. I, I had a meeting with him and found you on Facebook. Yep. You came and met us, and then that kind of started the beginning of a beautiful relationship. I know. And then here we are. We've we been kinda, together three weeks now. We've kind of moved fast, you know. It's like we, we, uh, we, we feel good about it. We feel good about it. We hit we hit the ground running. We we kind of met and kind of talked about what we wanted to do and kind of where we want to go in our in our career. And, and they kind of synced up. Like we both kind of yeah. want the same thing. And then we kind of came up, came up with this idea of a podcast and started talking about that. And a week later, history. we started doing it. So, And that, I think that's a big thing, too, is just how, how terrible this day has been. <laughs> I think it still goes to the fact that we're still doing it and executing it. And, and the best way to do it is trial by fire. And I think this is, you know, definitely, you know, it's hot yep. here. It was hot. Um, so I, 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 I pat ourselves on the back for that. You know, like we, we came up with a week later, we came up, came, came up with the idea and a week later we're, we're doing, doing the podcast. So the idea of the podcast, I guess, was for new agents. You know, we, I'm a new, I'm a really new agent. You're a relatively new agent. Yeah. It's that kind of that first year, how, how to get leads, how to work on scripts, how to prospect, how to, you know, dominate your market really. And, yeah. and w- w- the idea of the podcast is we want to interview mega agents, high, pro- high performing agents and kind of get their knowledge to you guys. Yeah. Well, I think our, our, our whole thing with the, the title Unbreakable is the huge failure rate 
in real estate. Yeah. And it, it just literally, it, it tears people apart. It's, it's such a brutal and competitive industry and it's so mental. Um, and so one of our, our biggest things we talked about was how to be an unbreakable agent mm-hmm. and, and not let that, that failure rate determine your success in the industry. Um, and I think bringing in all these these rock stars, I think another aspect that we're kind of going is how to go from a rookie agent to a rock star agent. Yeah. And by doing that, we're going to bring in the rock stars to to teach the rookies what they've they've learned through their years. Okay, so I got a question for you. Okay. Why do you think the failure rate is so high in real estate? I think so many people get into the business and they think it's easy. They're yeah. like they're like, oh yeah, my all my family will. We'll buy and sell houses from me. I'll sell one house a year, make what I need to make, and and I'll be good. And that's that's not not at all how it works. Yeah, I had a conversation with a friend yesterday, and I was trying to talk. I was trying to talk him into getting into real estate because I think he'd be great. He's just he's just a really natural uh, salesman. You know, he's just got the really great personality about him. And we we go into these long tangent conversations, and we can just talk about anything. And so the yeah, part was like, dude, you'd be you'd be so great at, at real estate. Why don't, why don't you do it? And he said, well, it's just so saturated. Everybody's an agent. And my background is I did, I, I was a commercial uh, photographer for 15 years, as you know, yep. and the market's kind of the same. It's, it's a really oversaturated market. And my answer to him was kind of the same as answering photography is when you are in an oversaturated market, you can't complain because you're part of the problem, right? Yeah, like like it's like being in a traffic jam and complaining about the <laughs> I traffic. Hate traffic. Yeah, you are part of the traffic. So when when I see someone say, "Well, the, the, you know that business is oversaturated," that doesn't mean anything to me because I'm not competing with most of those agents. You know, right. when I was a photographer, I had maybe three competitors. Everybody else was charging way outside of my way under what I was charging so that I was not going to be competing with them anyway. I'm not going to be competing with somebody that's doing a $50 headshot and I'm charging a thousand dollars for my headshots. Yeah. That's not the same customer. Same with, it's the same with real estate. It's the people that get out and hustle every day, make the calls every day, are constantly networking every day. You're not going to be competing with the people that are kind of getting into it, like you said, and just saying, "Well, I'll make you know, I'll sell a few houses a year to my family, and I'll make a you know a little good chunk of change, and I'll be it." That's not my competition. My competition is the people that are going out and dominating the market, and there's not that many people that do that. No, no, there's a a select few, and um, I don't. Do you listen to Ricky Caruth? Oh yeah, we talked about yeah yeah his. One of his biggest things is, and he'll be on the podcast later on. Um, but one of his thing is things is that closings happen every day. Mm-hmm. Like there's always deals happening, and there's always another deal to be found. And so even even saying that there's too much competition and you won't have any deals happen, that's that's just not true. Yeah, you just yeah. got to work for them. Well, one thing that I've learned uh, in this business so far is that it doesn't come overnight. You know, right. in my head, I was, I was, cause I'm, I'm, dude, I've been hustling. I'm calling, I'm calling probably, uh, 60 people a day, um, getting out, doing lunches, doing coffees. Uh, and I've got a few buyers right now that I've got signed, but I don't have any listings yet. Yeah, I'm five weeks in, I don't have any listings. I'm working on a listing or a presentation right now that, that I'm hoping to close, uh, this weekend, but you know, nothing yet. 
You know, it's, it's, it, but it, the one thing I'm learning is it takes time. It's yeah. not a, it's not a one-time thing, which when I went in, when I got into the business, not knowing the ins and outs of the process of a sale, you know, you have to call a person sometimes 10, 20, 30 times before you can get their business. And that's, it takes, that takes time. Yeah. It's, it doesn't happen. It's not going to be a, you know, a weekend and you're going to make a sale. Probably. Some people, I'm sure it happens. Yeah. Um, when was your first sale? So my, I got licensed May 19th. Yeah. May 19th, uh, the day after my high school graduation, actually. Nice. nice. Um, and then my first closing was on in like mid August. Um, so about three months. So and that's pretty average, right? Is that, yeah. is that like oh, about 90 days? Everyone says like it's, it's, it'll take about 90 days just to find yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I was right on, on track with, you know, what, what yeah. the average is. Yeah. You can expect what you're doing now to the results to show up in the next 90 days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so th- about, about three months after I got licensed. So, I mean, you're being five weeks in, you just, just hit over a month. So yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. And you know, what's funny. Don't is break. You can feel it. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I, I, I think I've, I've already kind of gone through that, that doubt, like my, probably my first three or four weeks, I was kind of like, man, this is, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to like, I don't know. How, I don't know how I get a buyer. I don't know how I get a, a, a listing. I'm, yeah. I'm trying and I and like, I'm just not hitting it. And then you get your first client. I met my first client came in and they wanted to buy a house. And so now we're doing showings and I've got them as a client and they, they're, you know, they want to buy. And so it's like, it's just, a, it's just a matter of finding the right house for them. And I'm going to get that commission. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's once you kind of cross that hurdle of self doubt, you're, you're you're kind of golden, I think. Yeah, and it just keeps happening. Yeah, like then a, you say, yeah, like a, a a wheel. You just keep keeps turning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so what you got for us? Let's go. Let's go to the questions. We're just figuring this out again. We, this is the first one. We don't know what we're doing. Um, I think we're doing good. You don't have a morning routine, do you? Do you no, have a morning routine? I don't. You do. Don't I you? do. Yeah. What's your morning routine? It's uh, I get up at. 4.30, which I was never a morning person. Like I... That still blows my mind. I would get up at... Before before I got into entrepreneurship, which I started that, you know, with photography, um, and I kind of lost it for a little while, went to work for somebody else, hated it, and I was like, I got to get out. And that's when I got into real estate. But And that's when I got back into my morning routine. But I get up at 4.30, um, drink some coffee, eat an egg, go for a run, do some reading. I like, I like exercise in the morning. And if I can, it's like, you know, Jocko will say, uh, you know, get, get the hard stuff out of the way. And if it doesn't happen before 10 o'clock, it's not. Happening. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you know, it's like, it's funny when I started out, I would, I would work out in the morning and then it's cause I hated it. But now I got to the point where I like running. Like I'm, I'm, I can go, you know, five miles easy I can like run five miles and be good and so at night because my girlfriend hates running in the morning or exercise in the morning she likes to just kind of veg out and like get amped for the day mm-hmm. so we'll go at night and I like kind of going at night it's kind of a nice cool down if you had a stressful day 
Yeah. Especially. Sweat it out. You sweat it out and you just kind of run. Like, it's it's a good stress relief. You probably need to go run in the night. I'm going to go run in the night. I'm going to run in about 10 minutes when this podcast is over. Um, but that, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a big part of my morning is just getting that that routine of the hard stuff out of the way. Yeah. And I've been wanting to read more. And that's the hard, I think that's probably the hardest thing for me is like, I just can't find the time to read. And I'm trying to make that time in the morning. Maybe you need to wake up at four. That's not a bad idea. That's really not a bad idea. Make sure 30 minutes. Yeah. That, you know, that's the biggest, honestly, that's the biggest thing when people say that. Like, I know you said, you you didn't say you couldn't do it, but a lot of people, when I tell them they wake up at four 30, they just go, I can't do it. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's like, no, it's doable. Or then when, when I talk to somebody and they go, well, I just don't have the time. I don't have the time to do whatever it is they want to do, whether it's play with their kids or, or get a new, get, get a new, uh, new listing called, you know, 20 extra people, whatever. It's like, how do you get the time? It's like, well, I'm up at four 30. Most people don't get up till seven or eight. Yeah. I'm beating you by four hours. I'm, I, I've got four hours. I got four more hours than you do. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, that's 28 extra hours a week. Yeah. I get, I'm, I, well, get, I, guess I get, I get a day. Seven days. I get, oh, seven days. Yeah. Seven days a week. You seven days up? a week. Saturday and Sunday, I wake up at 4.30. Are you serious? Yeah. That's impressive. Well, because it's like, it's a, I didn't used to. I used to get where I'd wake up at 4.30 Monday through Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday, I'd sleep. And then Monday would suck. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of become my routine is I wake up early every day, and I work every day. Now, I don't work, I don't work eight hours on Saturday and Sunday, but I'll make calls, and I'll prospect a little bit on Saturday and Sunday. I'll do open houses. Um, because I, 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 never, I don't want to get out of that routine. You know, I don't want to, once I fall out of it, once anybody falls out of a routine, it's so hard to get back on it. Yeah. So it's just consistency. It's, you know, I keep my shoes by my bed. So when I wake up, I can put my shoes on and that's 90% of the battle. You just run straight outside. Yeah. It's like, you. Well, it's like if you have your shoes on, you kind of have to go out. You know, it's just a mental thing. It's okay. I'm going to go run now. Yeah. You don't want to put your shoes on. But if you can get them on, if you can get your shoes on, that's 90% of, of, of the battle. Yeah. You can get outside. And if you can get outside and start walking, you can start running. And I just like, that's my, that's my goal every day. And it's a battle every day. I hate it. It sounds like it. it's making me tired. Yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Thinking about it. I'm exhausted. But if you can do it, man, my, again, my friend was, I was telling my friend about it. And he goes, dude, as long as you love it, man, as long as you love doing it. I was like, what are you talking about? I hate it. It's the worst thing in the day. It's miserable. I was like, but I love how I feel after. Yeah. I love. I'm, I feel great. I have so much energy after. Um, I'm healthier now than I've ever been. So, and that's a big part too to do with sales. I feel like um, you can just get such a bad. Like you just have so much. You're always going. It feels like with me at least. This week has just been. I told you this week has just been brutal on me. Yeah. And uh, and it's like I. I can see how someone can get really unhealthy in a sales in a sales life. You well, you're know? always on the go, and yeah. it's just the quickest option for you. And if you're not, I know a lot. It's like some people who are who are like big health junkies. They'll meal prep for the week and everything. But I mean, if you're running from showing to showing or listen appointment to meeting and, or whatever, and you you got to get some lunch, I mean. You're not going to find the healthiest option that you can grab in five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fast food. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally agree with that. And I need to 
become more disciplined. Yeah, how do you do that? that how is it? Is it? I mean, is it? Is it? Is it sheer just self discipline? I think it is because like so. So one of the things that I struggle with and. And I've been trying to, to get better. So in high school, my, my senior, or no, this was my my junior year, I had a, a buddy of mine and we would wake up and we would go work out at the gym every single morning before school. We'd be at school for 745 and I had to go back home and get my brother to bring him to school. So mm-hmm. like we had to be out by 6.45, 7 o'clock. And so we were getting there at like 5. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we did that for, for about 90 days straight. And like we, I was pretty consistent with it. Um, but now it's like I go for five days and then I'll, I'll fall off. And then a couple weeks later, I'll go, I'll go for three. Yeah. And it's, it's just crazy. And I, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out how to, I guess, I guess it is just do it seven days a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like waking up. I don't know, man. I guess it is just making yourself do it. And then once you, cause like once we started working out and, and we were doing it enough, like it was just kind of like, all right, well got to wake up and go work out. Like, you know, yeah. it's just what you did. Yeah. Um, but now it's like, man, I could go to the gym or I could go do this. So I don't know, man, what am I going to do? <laughs> and then, then you pick the other one and yeah. you never go to the gym. Yeah. We well, you know, did. This is what I did. I was, I think I was listening to, I can't remember if it was Pat Flynn or John Lee Dumas, entrepreneur. I don't know if it was Smart Passive Income or Entrepreneur on Fire podcast, but but they had a guest on. I can't remember the guest. I'll try and find it. But he was talking about cold showers. And I've tried that. I can't. I can't breathe. <laughs> well, you got here's the, here's the, here's the thing. <laughs> He was he was he was doing the he was talking about it, and at the end of the podcast, the whole time the whole podcast, I'm listening to him, and I'm going, that just sounds impossible. Like that, like, I, there's no way I can do that. There's no way I can do that. And at the end of the podcast, the guy goes, "I challenge you, I challenge you to do it for one week," and I just remember thinking, "Yeah." Okay, challenge accepted. I'm gonna do it. I don't know why. I have no idea why. I don't, I don't know if it's it. just. I don't, I don't know if it's just like, uh, just me being stubborn or or, or whatever you want to call it. But I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna try it. And so the first time, the first cold shower I took, it was brutal. I was in there for about three seconds, <laughs> and and I, I couldn't stand it. I was like, oh my god, I was freezing. And I was like, well, that's day one. Did it, yeah. And and I said, you know, day two I'll stay in there a little longer. And day two I stayed in a little longer. Day three I stayed in a little longer. By day five, I, my body acclimated, and I was able to, my body was able to adjust to the cold almost instantly. Like yeah. it's 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 the equivalent of like when I get into a pool, I jump into a pool. I don't dip, I don't dip my toes in and ease my way in because yeah. it's cold. I and my head if I jump in, that's better. It's the shock's over. It, you, your body can get there faster. So I just kept doing cold showers. After that seven days was over, I was taking I took a cold shower every day, and I said I'm gonna do it for a month. And so. I did a cold shower for a month every day. And then after the month, I said, I'm going to do it for, you know, another month. I take a cold shower every day. I still do. I've done it for about three years. And you really? Yeah. And so I would tell people that. I would tell people I'd take a cold shower. And usually the, the response I would get is, oh, I can never do that. No one would never ask me why. 
No one said, well, why do you, why, why do you put yourself in misery like that? And the reason is, is I think it's because I thought I couldn't do it. That there's that little bird in the back of your head going, you can't do that. That's impossible. And I did it the first day. I did that first week. I did it the first month and I still do it today. And it's like a domino. It's like there's one thing I could, I didn't think I could do and I did it. And it's like, okay, well, what else can I do that I thought I couldn't do? So it's just that, it's just that, that drive to say you can do more than you think you're capable of. And it's small. It's very, very, you know, it's, 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 it's almost like a placebo effect, I think. You know, it's like I've kind of tricked my brain into being able to try for more. Like, I've, I've kind of gone from cold showers to now I'm running 10 miles. Yeah. If you would have known, you, you've only known me for like three, four weeks. If you'd have known me a year ago, I was at uh, 300 pounds. I was way, way, way unhealthy. I couldn't run a quarter of a mile, you know, like I couldn't, I could not run. I could, I could barely jog and now I'm running 10 miles and I'm, yeah. you know, and I'm trying to get a marathon in, in January. So it's, and I, I, I honestly give that to the cold showers. It's give it to like, that's the small little domino that tips over that if I can do that, I can go for a run. If I can do one mile, I can do two miles and just, you know, it multiplies. If I can do that, I can go into real estate. Yeah. If I can go in, you know, if I can make calls for three hours in the morning, it just keeps amplifying. So try it. I challenge you guys, all, everybody listening. I've, I've been I challenged. challenge, I challenge you, Noah, do right. a cold shower for a week. I'll do it. All right. And then I'll maybe still be doing it three years later. Got it, yeah. Okay, so what what got you into real estate? My family. Everybody, yeah, your dads are? My dad, so. Yeah, give so us the we'll, background. Oh, we'll, we'll go way back. So my, I'm actually fourth generation. Um, and so my, my great-grandmother was a realtor. And then my grandmother got into the business. Um, she actually owned her own brokerage. And my, my grandmother... So my grandmother had the brokerage. My mom worked at the brokerage. My aunt worked at the brokerage. And then my dad was like, I'm never doing real estate. And then he started working at the brokerage. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my grandfather was a developer. Um, and then, let's see, maybe 10, 10 years ago almost, my, my dad was a, a team leader for Keller Williams for five years. Left, opened his own brokerage. Um, here, we're in, So we're... We're based out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, so the brokerage was here. We had three offices, had about 120 agents, and we were number four in market share out of 800 companies. And so like, I was literally surrounded by real estate my entire life. Um, and it got to the point where I was getting close to graduating high school, and I knew that I wanted to do real estate um, just because I was surrounded by them for forever. Um, but then, it was, then I was faced with the challenge of like, do I just do real estate? Do I go to college for four years and then do real estate? Do I do both? Um, and so I took the time and, and went and toured some different colleges and stuff. And honestly, man, I was not impressed with <laughs> any of the courses or, or classes that any, any of the colleges offered. Um, I mean, like I went to like Florida State, uh, SMU, LSU, and um, just I wasn't, wasn't feeling it. I didn't, I didn't get the feeling. And so I said, well, I'm going to jump into real estate full-time then um so all my buddies were studying for finals i studied a little bit but i was mainly doing 
online real estate classes <laughs> so I could be licensed right away. Um, and then just, uh, man, literally I passed my test the same morning that I graduated high school. Like That's I awesome. drove from the test to get ready for graduation and then had to graduation. What a lot of people don't know is we, we had to drive two and a half hours for me to take the test because I, I didn't, I didn't pass the national one the, uh-huh. the first two times I took it here. And so we, uh, I had to take it at Lake Charles. And so it was like, I could either take it Saturday in Lake Charles or like the following Thursday yeah. in Baton Rouge. And I was yeah. like, I'm getting this over with. Yeah. I was like, I'm passing it this time. And so we drove to Lake Charles. Um, so that just shows you that it doesn't matter how many times that you take your test. You'll yeah. still, you can still sell real estate. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. not one person that I've worked with has said, how many times did it take you By the way, your test? It only took me one. All right, well, <laughs> it's probably the cold I'm showers. I'm sorry. <laughs> you probably woke up at 4.30 to start studying. If I, I did. I, well, I, I, I want to finish here, but like I, I got to give a shout out to, uh, to Burke Baker. Yep, he's um, the man. I, I took his class. I tried to do it alone. Uh, I tried to do the course on my own. And I just couldn't get through it. And I kind of said, you know, just stop, stop trying to do it yourself and let an expert show you how to do it. And went and took the two week class at Burke Baker. Oh, he's not a sponsor of the podcast or anything. We just, like, he's not, this is not, endor- this is not like a paid endorsement. This is just, uh, he's an awesome dude. And if you're in the Baton Rouge area, uh, he's great. He, he really is awesome. And at one point I remember he's, he tells all these stories that just, when you're taking the test, you can, it just, it's stuck in your head. And, um, I remember when he was, when he was talking about passing the test, he said, there's no easy way to do it. It's, and and that's what I was looking for. I was looking for an easy way to pass the test. That's why I did the class. Like he's going to show me the easy way to pass the test. And he was like, there's no easy way to pass the test. (laughs) It's just gut wrenching repetition. It's just looking at the material over and over and over again until you can't look at it anymore. And then you do it for three more hours. And, and it's, it's, it's not. It's not cramming the night before the test. It's studying two weeks before the test and then going in prepared. That's how you pass it. And and I don't know. Like like I, when he said that, I was like, it would just kind of click. I'm like, okay, that's what I gotta do. Like I'm paid. I paid for his advice. That's his advice. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do. And dude, I was so nervous going in and take that test. And uh, I I started doing it. And did the national portion first, and I was waiting. Or is the national first or the state first? Um, I think the state, maybe. I don't know. No, it, it was the national because I remember I was like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I passed that. And they don't let you know if you pass the national. Yeah, they, they don't. They tell you it's at the end. They don't tell yeah. you between the test. And so I took the test, the first one, and then took the state, and then I finished. And it comes up. They both said pass. I'm like, okay, where does it say fail? And I told you I was, looking, really I was, looking. I was looking for fails. Like, all right, there's, yeah, looking for green is pass, but I don't see any red fails. And I realized I passed it. And uh, I passed it like a 91 on the national and a 92 on the state. I was like, oh, my God. Like, he was right. And it, it, came, so e- like, it came so easy because of, because of Bert and him telling me, okay, study your ass off. Take the time to learn this and dedicate time to it and you'll be fine. Yeah. And that was like, I don't know. Thanks. Thanks, Bert. You're awesome, dude. <laughs> All right. So back to, back to you. So, so whole families in real estate, you sucked test. 
yeah. Took you two I times. Did the, I did the whole like night before thing. That you yeah, said, did you? Don't yeah. Do. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I did the the like the whole day before. Yeah. Yeah. And then I passed it. So yeah. Maybe maybe it's not the night before, but like the if whole you do day. The, that's what that's the key. Because I I sat in his uh his little on-site computer lab. Yeah. My dad was like, you're going to the computer lab, right? I was like, what computer lab? <laughs> so then I went and found a computer lab and, and then passed it. So if you're in Baton Rouge, go to the computer yeah. lab too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so finally passed it. And then, um, so August, yep. Got licensed in May. August was my first deal. Um, just hit a year. I closed 14 units nice. my first year. Um, I have three pending right now, and uh, one of them actually I have both sides of one of my listings. Get so. it, baby! I know that's not not the most common, but it felt good. I so, was like, I did it. So when you when you made the decision to go in real estate and you pass your license, you're a solo agent, right? Yeah, solo. What? Because I'm a, I'm on a team. Yeah. And for me, I knew nothing about real estate. I had no connections. I didn't have, I didn't, like, my family's not in real estate. Yeah. Uh, so I, in, in my head, I was like, I need that support. Yeah. And, like, and, and, and I'm glad I did. I have, you know, I have a great team uh, at Kaizen Homes. Uh, Wyatt Graves is amazing. And I love them to death. I think, I think. For me, that was a perfect fit. And I try to think if I would have graduated and went solo, I would have been so terrified. I, I like again, it, it would have been the equivalent of me trying to pass the exam by myself. Yeah. You know, that's kind of how I think about it. And so what was your choice to, to go that solo route versus joining a team or versus uh, starting a team? I couldn't. Um, so starting a team... I just didn't have I didn't have enough experience, you know. I I, I would I want to start a team eventually, yeah. But I want to learn the the ropes of everything first, um, and actually you know live the day to day grind as an agent. Um, but but joining a team, being that I had so many people in my life that were like just all in real estate and know the ins and outs and have been in I mean, my grandmother's been a real estate agent for 45 years and she calls me almost every Sunday and asks me if I'm doing an open house like so I just couldn't I couldn't justify paying a percentage of another percentage of my commission like yeah. a team split and a office brokerage split um, when I already had all the mentorship and support that I would that I would need right there. And I still, I mean, I have people all across the country that I reach out to for, for help and support and stuff. And they help me all the time. And so I still have a, I have a really solid group of people who are always supporting me. So I just, I just really couldn't justify it and didn't see a, a huge need for me to join a team starting off. Yeah. Um, but like, I totally get, get why you did it. You just were kind of, it's like you were tossed in the lion's den. Yeah. I just kind of, <laughs> that's the thing about me is like, when I do something, I just kind of jump in head first and it's probably a lot of times it's probably not beneficial to me but I just like I can't ease into anything like you know I can't like in my life I told you earlier there's two types of people there's people that dips their toe in the pool and there's people that do a cannonball and I'm totally a cannonball you're Captain Cannonball yeah yeah but like you know my my goals I think <laughs> my goals are they're kind of the same as you're like I want to I eventually want to have a team one day I want to you know, I want to I want to run a team and and just I think we both just want to 
own the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess we're going to rename the United States. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be uh, the Unbreakable Agent. The Unbreakable Agent, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it's like, it's like uh, getting from nothing, starting a new career in real estate to... To that, you know, ten years down the road, where where am I going to be? How do I get there? And kind of reverse engineering it. Uh, how do you how do you stay motivated in real estate? Doing me? getting up every day and 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 kind of going towards that goal. For me, I think it's all about the people that I'm surrounded with. Like I'm I'm really careful about who I spend my time with. Obviously not that careful. Well yeah, I mean I make an exception for yeah. you yeah. every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, I'm I'm super super cautious about who I hang out with just cuz I can't stand to be around people who suck all the life out of you and like you literally like why did I just waste <laughs> two hours of my time with that person? Yeah. Like, that didn't do anything for me. That just put me in a, in a crappy mood. Yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest part of my motivation. And I like to talk a lot with, with top producing agents in our area. And, and you're just reaching out on Facebook to, to other people across the country, seeing what they're doing and how they're succeeding. Um, and, I mean, that's, that's it. Just hearing from all these people who are doing big things and crushing it um which is who's gonna the people who are gonna be on this podcast i think this is gonna be a great tool to help motivate and and keep agents motivated through through their career that's what's something that's so it's so simple but it's it's also a very hard kind of barrier to get over is when we talk about you know well we the the idea for someone to make over a hundred thousand dollars a year it's kind of it almost seems impossible to them. Yeah. And then we're going to be talking to people that are making, you know, seven figures a year that, that, that are, that are, or, or eight figures a year. Like, like we're going to be talking to people that are mega producers that are just killing it. Yeah. And it's hard for people, I think, to put themselves in that situation, to put themselves into a, a, a place where they can say, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a multimillionaire. I'm, I'm a high-producing, super-efficient human being. And for, I, I don't know why people put that. That kind of goes back to the, the, the cold shower and waking up at 4.30 and putting, having a routine. When you when I tell people that, their first instinct is that can never be me, and I think that goes with finances too. With you know when I when I talk about how you know I'm going to be a millionaire someday, I'm going to make you know I I want I want to I, I when I when I interviewed at Kaizen and got the job, I told Wyatt that I wanted a jet. That's that's a goal is to to own a private jet one day, and that's a that's a crazy. Uh, really unrealistic goal to a lot of people, to most people probably. Yeah. Like if you if you went and told that to somebody, they'd probably look at you like you're crazy. Yeah, I want a jet. Yeah, why? Exactly. That's why, that's why we're talking. Why? I said it, and as soon as I said it to Wyatt, I was like, Oh my god, what happened? I'm not getting this job. And then and then Wyatt told me, he goes, Well, I want a jet too. So it's I, I knew I was in good company because. 
we were we, we are all shooting so high and we can see the potential and we can see the, it's mostly the potential in yourself and you know we're going to be talking a lot about real estate and what the market's doing but this is i think it's going to kind of go beyond real estate like you said it's going to be more motivational to just succeed but we're going to be talking mainly about real estate agents but if you're not in real estate and you're an entrepreneur I think it's going to be a huge resource for you or just getting real estate. Stop being lazy. Uh, <laughs> that's what you do. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm brand new. I'm I, I have no connections at all and I just always wanted to do it. I, I, you know, I eventually want to do, uh, investments and, and own property and, you know, again, run a team and grow that business to where, we're doing more education. Like, I think this, this is why I like this podcast so much is because I think both of our, both of our drives is to share knowledge. Yeah. As a photographer, I, I, I want I talked with, I mentored a lot of young photographers on how to start a business, how to grow a business, how to develop a style. And I loved it. I loved that probably more than I did photography. I love teaching. And so Doing this, learning, you know, jumping headfirst, learning this business, and then being able to help new agents that are getting into the business. I love, I like, I'm, I'm super excited to start this journey and to hopefully help somebody. Yeah, and keep doing it. And and dude, I, th- I think um, with how we think and how I'm going to like toot our own horns here, everybody. Sorry, but like how we think and how we want to grow our business. Um, I'm really excited about what we got planned for this. There's a lot, we, we, this is the first kind of the first phase of, uh, this endeavor unbreakable agent. We've got a lot of things in the works that we're super excited about, especially for new agents. Um, but also especially for, uh, seasoned agents that that have been you know have been doing this for a long time and have and have you know we want to be able to give you guys a platform to share your story and share your experiences and and uh we're we're i mean we're excited man we're just a little little something for everybody yeah 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 i'm excited i'm that's gonna be huge you think you're excited feel these nipples (laughs) (laughs) i can't even believe you just said that <laughs> oh, All right, so how much longer you want to go on this one? We've been going man, for like 40 minutes. You want, you want to keep going? It's been that long? Yeah. It doesn't feel like that, man. Time flies when you're having fun. This is so, like, okay, so we've got questions and everything for when we interview people that know no, these are awesome questions. You want to give them a, a taste of some my, of them? My specialty. Let's see. Let me, let, me, let me ask you one of these. Oh, God, okay. Let's see. Hmm. What are your, let's, let's go with this one. So I know you said you want to get more into reading, but I was in your, your secret layer yeah. in the back and I saw a bunch of books. Yeah. What are your, what are your top three books or podcasts that you've read so far that you think have, have helped you in real estate or just entrepreneurship in general? I'll do, I'll do books. Okay. Um, the it can mo- even be a mixture two books, one podcast. Who knows? I'll do, I'll do books and podcasts. Okay. Um, the the one I just I just most recently finished was Fanatical Prospecting by by uh, Jeb uh, Blunt. That's my f- first one too, dude. Yeah, so good. Um, especially getting into real estate and having to make cold calls, cold calls, and 
that fear, that that dread where you get up in the morning and you just, oh, I got to call people and get yelled at and people telling me that they hate me. And like, it's, it's not a fun thing. Um, yeah. but just, it was a, it was a super motivating book. Um, I've I just got objections, uh, from him and I started reading it and it's really good. Uh, but fanatical prospecting was amazing. I loved, um, I don't read fiction. Like my brain just can't read. I like I watch The Office on repeat. So like I only read like um, I only read like uh, um, what do you call it? Business business books. Yeah, personal like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Personal development. That's Stuff what I was like thinking. Yeah, like that. Um, I read Steve Jobs by Walter well, Walter Isaac, I believe. Um, Amazing, loved it. I've read it about three times, and I remember when uh, I was getting into becoming an entrepreneur and starting my photography studio. I was just doing whatever I could to make money, and I was cleaning a. I was actually do, as a, a janitor cleaning um, a spa at night. Like I'd go in and clean the spa, and I would be mopping the floors. And I would listen to Steve Jobs on on audiobook on Audible, and just like. Take, like just sucking it all in as much as I can and so I just I fell in love with that book um, on how Steve Jobs became Steve Jobs and the, what he did and like you can look at you can look at Steve Jobs as an angel or a demon and, uh, and I think you're right on either case like he was he was a kind of a crazy person but I mean you, you can't you can't deny those you know what he what he what he did yeah so it's a great book I highly recommend that one um the last one I would say that I've it's been like uh crucial to my entrepreneurial development is four hour work week by Tim Ferriss I've heard it I haven't read it yet so good so good and and I I always preface it with like you're gonna work more than four hours like it's just to me it's like it's just a catchy title to to sell to sell books yeah because you know for me anything I do as an entrepreneur it's gonna be work it's gonna be promoting my brand promoting my story um selling selling homes selling product whatever it is like you're always going to have to be on but it's about that kind of balance you know it's it's about how to how to, how to develop systems to help your business run without you so you're not you're not like when I was when I started out in photography I was running the studio I was probably working 90 hours a week yeah. and running myself ragged and I read that book and I was okay well yeah, I can I can implement this and I can I can help myself be more efficient and work smarter not harder. And so I went from working 90 hours a week to working like 50 hours a week. And that still sounds like a lot, but it's less than, you know, it's like I, I felt like I had a life, you know, I felt like yeah. I had a life. So I would definitely recommend uh, 4 hour work week. I mean, it's it's such an amazing book and and it's it's you know it's it's funny when I, when I tell people about the book that aren't entrepreneurs that are working for somebody else I say yeah you just you know implement this you know try to check your email once a day or something like that again their immediate their immediate default is can't do it I gotta check email every five minutes and 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 it, I don't know it's like it's that it I think it's in like ingrained in us to not be able to change the way things 
normally go. Yeah. People have this set thing. I have to check email five minutes. If I don't check email five minutes, the world will stop running. I'm guilty of it. I'm, I am too. <laughs> I am too. Uh, but once you make a, a, a decision, say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check emails twice or, you know, instead of t- checking it 20 times a day, check it Nine four times a day. Yeah. Noon and then three. Yeah. So like, you know. Yeah. Nine, noon, three or nine, like, yeah, three, four times a day. And that's it. You're gonna you're gonna feel better. You're gonna feel more relaxed. You're gonna feel you have that. My biggest thing was having an off switch to when I could get home and I could spend time with my family. That's that was the biggest thing for me. As I was working from five in the morning to eleven and eleven twelve o'clock at night every day, and even when I was home, I was still working. I'd, I'd get on my computer, sit on the on the couch. And I would be editing, sending emails, whatever. It was just a nonstop thing. And I got burnt out. And, and I couldn't... I felt like if I stopped working, everything would fail. And I read his book. And it was you know, just implementing systems. And that was such a huge, such a huge uh, eye-opener to me. Um, another one I just read... Uh, I'll, I'll pull out Steve Jobs. I think Steve Jobs... I'll take that one out. Ignore that one. <laughs> scratch that. Uh, scratch that one. We'll edit that out. And I'll replace it with this <laughs> one. Um, I, I just finished reading uh, The One Thing okay. by Gary Keller, yep. which I loved. I've, um, it's, it's, you know, it's about, again, it's, it's, it's about s- simplifying. It's about one thing that we do, I think, as a people that, that we think we do is multitasking. Is you know we try to do five things at once or two things at once, and our brains just don't do that. Our brains trick us into thinking we can do it, but you're just splitting your time. You're yeah. taking you're, you know, if you're doing if you're trying to do two things at once, you're just splitting the time between the two things, and you're you're making it twice as long. So if you would just hyper focus on one thing and get it done, you're gonna again you're gonna be way more efficient, and you're gonna and that is gonna be better. That thing that you did is gonna be better. So I just finished that one. And I loved it. I'm reading it again. I actually gave it to a, I gave a copy of a book to a friend who was he was talking about how he was scatterbrained and how he's like I'm just like I'm, I need to focus on one thing. <laughs> he said that, and I was like, here's this book. <laughs> I literally ran to my truck. I literally ran to my truck. I have so much crap in my truck, and I, I was like, I think I have a copy of it in my truck. And I pulled it. I was like, here, take it. And uh, and so he's 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 like I think he's like halfway through and he's, he's loving it. But yeah, those are probably my three. It'd be. Uh, uh, fanatical uh, prospecting, one thing, and then um, four hour work week. Those oh. big three. And then podcasting wise, we'll go into that. Uh, I really just have, I have three. I have three that I, I, I like kind of listen to religiously. Four. Okay. Um, I started out, I found Entrepreneur on Fire, which is John Lee Dumas. It's a seven day a week podcast about entrepreneurs. And it was just, Awesome! I, I couldn't get enough of it. I was so glad it was seven days a week because I was I, I was just I was just inhaling it. Uh, and then from him, I found Pat Flynn Smart Passive Income, which again it was it was the idea that you could create. In my world, I was a photographer, so it was about whatever work I did, I would get paid for. It was a freelance world. And then I learned about about basically what's the difference in an entrepreneur and a freelancer 
the only way you get paid as a freelancer is if you work an entrepreneur creates a system to get paid over and over over and over without work without him having to be there yeah so that was kind of eye-opening to me is okay i'm going to develop a business where i don't have to be there to uh to get paid and that's when i started getting into podcasting and learning about you know how to build a brand and so i started doing that and so those are like the first two Podcast I ever listened to and just kind of bit really hard on, and I still listen to them to this day. Like Pat Flynn and and John Lee Dumas are they're amazing. Um, the other big one is probably Joe Rogan. I, like like he's probably just so entertaining and it's so informational. Like every time he gets you know uh, he, I don't know how he gets the guests he gets. I mean it's so crazy. He, uh, he, you know it's just all over the map. And I yeah. love the format. You know, it's a three-hour long-form interview where they just talk, and it's just so organic. And watching it from a analytical point of view, it's like it's amazing. I love it. Uh, from a, from like a podcaster point of view, what I want to do as a podcaster, I love what Joe Rogan does, uh, and so I'm, that's just a big fan of that podcast. And then the fourth, I would probably say, um, would be. Hmm. I'll say uh, Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson. What's that about? I never heard of that one. So you know Neil deGrasse Tyson, right? No. Oh my God! Come on. He's an he's an <laughs> astrophysicist. Uh, I just finished his book, Astrophysicist for People, in, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry, and it was amazing. Uh, I don't understand like sixty uh, percent of it. Um, but it's about he, he basically talks with celebrities about science, and so yeah, they and they'll have like physicists on where they where they just talk about. I mean, it's way over my head, but uh, I, I I try to listen to it as much as I can because maybe I'll get smarter listening to the you know smarter people. Yeah, uh, but it's it's a great podcast, man. He's he's awesome. What about you? Sweet books, um, definitely. Literally first business book that I read once I got into real estate was Fanatical Prospect like he said um, I think that was cool just because it, it helped me realize that you you have to have multiple different ways that you're connecting with people mm-hmm. and it kind of helped me lay like a, a framework out for how I was going to do that in my business um, so that was a huge one um, second one would probably be Results Faster by Tony Jerry. have you ever heard of him no 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 have I given you a copy of his the, I have like a mini version oh, of the no, book I uh-huh. have to get it for you yeah do it um, but yeah he's a he's a, a business coach out of Dallas um, and it's it's crazy dude it's about so many different things but it's basically about just how to how to scale your business faster um, what's it called again results faster results faster okay yep just how to get your results faster I mean it's, <laughs> it's in the title <laughs> um, but it, it's it's really cool just kind of teaching you how to how to align your work and all these things that you're doing with your core values and make sure that you're always focusing on your HLAs or high leverage activities is what he calls them or your key performance indicators yeah. so all, every you know everything that you should be doing on a daily basis yeah if you can measure um, it you can manage it yeah it's, process. it's it's an amazing book um, and man my third one I'm reading MREA right now, which is That's pretty great. It's yeah. a great book. Yeah. And, and I think it's good for for someone like you or me who has a desire to build a, a real estate team yeah. or you know, yeah. you know, some some structured organization at, at some point because it, that's that's essentially what it is, is showing you how to how to do that, how yeah. to scale your business. Um, 
those would probably be my three three books right now that that out of the ones that I've read. Yeah, um, I'm reading Powerful Conversations right now. I can't remember who who wrote it. It's at the house. Okay, um, but that's that's a really good book too. And I'm only on page like. 30. Nice. And it's, but it's just all about how to have an intentional conversations and um, how to you know actually have some kind of meaning and build trust within your conversations that you're having with people, which I think is also good for someone who's going to be leading some type of organization or, or who's talking with people on a daily basis. I think that's super important to have the right kind of conversations. Um, podcast. Man, I only really listen to two. And it's, it's the Gary V audio experience. Mm-hmm. I love that because that's kind of like what we're doing. Just yeah. it really, his whole podcast is is run off of interviewing all these people who are like big, or and some people aren't even that big, but people who are who are I'm trying to think of the right word who are disrupting their industry yeah. or doing something different, making some type of motion or disruption in their in their industry. Um, and we're, you know, we want to be talking with the people who are disrupting real estate. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's where you get the most value because they know what you need to do to be a, a big player in in those different fields. Um, and then the Tony Robbins podcast, which I thought was cool. You're talking about how you, you clean that spot. And I, Tony Robbins was actually a janitor. I didn't I know, know if that. you knew that. Or I didn't know that. No. So before he started working with um, Jim Rohn, he was a, he was a janitor. And Mike was there, like cleaning a, I think it was a high school or something that he was a janitor at. Um, And he would listen, I think he would listen to, like, like you said, you would listen to, to, uh, who's the guy you listened to? Uh, I was listening to Steve Jobs' uh, book, uh, uh, biography. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Walter Isaac. Yeah. So you were listening to Walter, and he's probably listening to to Jim Rohn. Yeah, yeah. You may be the next Tony Robbins. Oh, come on. Stop it. He's he's way taller than me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) His voice is a little deeper. (laughs) His voice is a little, I can't do it. I can't do it, Tony Robbins. Oh, but Tony Robbins and, and Gary Vee, those are those are my two podcasts that I listen to. Which I will say, um, I went in November, last November, and I'm, I think I'm gonna go in, in July again. But the Unleash the Power Within, Tony Robbins is mm-hmm. like big live event. Yeah, is literally life changing, unbelievable. Yeah. Like if you if you haven't been, when is a, it? It's a must have. When is it? Oh my God! I think it's the July. Um, it's like the 11th through the 14th. We'll look I it think up. It's in Dallas. Okay, um, but we can definitely figure out how to how to get that information out there. Because yeah. it's what what I want to do too. And again, we're kind of doing this on the fly, but you know, just think about the books we talked about. We'll link those in the show notes. And um, I want to do. I really want to start like a book club. Like yeah. A, just a just a entrepreneurial book club for the listeners and and what we're reading and and kind of. I don't know. I think that'd be kind just of kind cool. of talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know yeah. in the comments. What do you think about that? Like and subscribe. <laughs> and comment. Let us know what you think. Drop a thumbs up. Oh. oh. Yeah, we're getting we're, we're still learning we're gonna, all this stuff. We're gonna, we'll yeah. get there. We need all the lingo. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's my brother. Oh yeah, your brother's like, let's give him a let's give him a shout out. Yeah, Dupree Trick Shots on YouTube. What he's at a he told me yesterday he was at 110,000 subscribers. He does pool like like billiard trick shot and tutorial videos. And he they ever tell you he won tickets to not this past February, but the February before Super Bowl. He entered a, a contest. Yeah, I mean you tell me that, yeah. yeah. He entered a contest through Skittles and <laughs> like picked this video and he he won like they paid for flight, hotel, Jeez. tickets, they went to some like 
meet and greet deal where like all these different like he watched Migos perform like, yeah. the, like the rap group yeah yeah, yeah. Um, like all these big time people were there like it was like super cool that's but, awesome but yeah Dupree Trick Shots on YouTube he's a uh He's a stud. He's, he's killing it on social media. He actually wrote a social media book that he's in the process of having published. Oh, nice. Right now. Like, it's like a legit book. Nice. <laughs> and, um, he has, a like, a, a downloadable version of it right now, like a beta yeah. type deal before he actually gets it printed on paper. But the dude's real deal. Dude, we'll put that in the notes, too. 15 years old. That's crazy. <laughs> like, he's going to rule the world, nuts. man. He's going to rule the world. It Jeez. is nuts. Uh, we're almost at an hour, so we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, it was a good first take. I think it was good. Yeah, we'll see how it goes, and we'll uh, keep it going. Hopefully we press record. I think we did. All right. Like and subscribe. Comment. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Yeah.